Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. We've heard from boxing's ultimate bad boy, Mike Tyson, here on Success in the New Retirement. Today, we hear from the good guys. Welcome back here with Damon and Matt this week. I'm Jennifer Perry. And uh, interesting chat with Mike Tyson in Episode 9, guys. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that one, we encourage you to go back on your favorite podcast provider and find that conversation because uh, Tyson's into some interesting things these days. And uh, we talked about trust with an advisor. He's really kind of reworked his image and is working on his financial life, too. But we also had a chance to catch up with some of boxing's good guys recently, too. And uh, I want to start with Evander Holyfield on today's episode because, guys, he was impressed in every way to me but what was your impression of him you know as i sat with him i don't know if you would find a nicer more genuine person yeah just really down to earth really kind you know loves his mom loves his family and he just really the most respectful and, and kind person that i've ever really sat down and interviewed with yeah. And uh, I want our listeners to listen to this conversation because his mom did play a big role in his life. You're going to find out more about what he did to reward her for that. But let's listen in here with boxing legend Evander Holyfield. So tell me a little bit about what got you into boxing in the beginning in your childhood. What made you go that direction? Well, uh, at eight years old, I was coming in football practice and I seen the guy hitting the speed back and I wanted to hit the speed back. And so the guy said, you got to be on a boxing team. I said, well, let me be on the boxing team. He said, no. And like this, and he told me no. The next day I asked him again. He said, no. Then I asked him again. Third day, he said, no. Then I came in for football practice and he looked at me, seeing eye to eye. And he just started shaking his head. And I just forget him. When he turned it back, I ran back up to him. I asked him again. He said, well, come on in. So you gonna box? I said, I said, yes, sir. He said, which bag do you want to hit? I said, I want to hit that bag. <laughs> he said, no, that ain't the bag to hit. That bad dad don't hit that. You hit the big bag. I said, okay. And I hit it hard as I can and it, it skipped my knuckle. <laughs> and he started laughing. When he started laughing, man, I just started, just started hitting with two hands. And he said, Oh, shucks, you're, you're good. <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. And he said, do you know you can be like Muhammad Ali? I said, I'm only eight years old. He said, you won't always be eight. And I know next week I'm going to be nine. So I believed him. <laughs> so and that's, that's how. And he asked me, he said, what do you think? I told him I had to ask my mom. So my mama is it, it's whatever my mama say. Was she worried about you getting hurt or anything like that? Well, you know, you know, my mama didn't want me to get scarred. I, I don't know why they don't want boys to get scarred up. Face, right? Right, but you know, she said, "Now, you come home with a mark on your face. You ain't you ain't fight no more." And so, I didn't get my first mark to I was, I think I was thirty, thirty years old. <laughs> yeah. So when did you know that this would be your career? When did you know that you had what it would take? Uh, uh, I think uh, after after the Olympics. After I came from the Olympics, and I knew this is it. This is it. I, I don't got a job that I'm good at. Yeah. And so you know, I'm, but even even as a kid, 
I got in box because that's the only thing my brothers and sisters didn't win get in. Because all my, I was the youngest at nine, so my brothers and sisters, they'll get in the same thing I get in and show me that they're better than me. Oh. When I got in the box, then nobody to go by boxing. So I know that you have kids that have gone on to be, you know, athletes in football. One's following your path in, in boxing. So what have you done with your kids to make it feel like they didn't have to be in your shadow? Well, the thing is, it's just, that's just, just knowledge and understanding. Tell them, say, I, I say, look, I fought where you have an opportunity to find something that you love. So I, I would tell them success is about love. You got to find something that you love, not something that you compete with somebody else and something that you really love because you got to give your time. And so, you know, my mama said, love is time, T-I-M-E. So, you know, people who put time in it, they're going to become successful. So I know your sons have started on their careers. So what kind of advice have you given for them as they've started to, you know, sign their first contract with the, the money they're going to be bringing in and some of the challenges that face? What kind of advice have you given to them? Well, you three things. Listen, follow direction. Don't quit. Don't pick up somebody else's stupidness, you know, <laughs> but that tends to happen a lot of time. You know, people, they like you, and whatever you're wrong in, they'll do that too, like that. And uh, so, you know, you just, you just little things that you have to tell individuals. Yeah. So you've been out of the ring for a while. So what are you doing now that you're retired, and what keeps you busy and makes you get up every morning? Well, you know, I... I used to have a promotion, boxing promotion company, but I still work out. But the thing is, you always, I always have to give information to the young people because, you know, when you've been successful, you go back and give. You know, I wouldn't be who I am is if I ain't have all these people talking to me, telling me what not to do and what to do. And so I, I realized that what success is really about. And, and it, being a parent is giving information, telling your kids they can be better than you. And so, you know, with, with all my kids, I tell them, look, I said, I said, I did this. I said, but if you did the same thing I do, you'll be doing better because I can tell you all the mistakes not to make. I said, I, I'm better than my mama because my mama let me stand on her shoulders. I said, everything that my mama did wrong, she made sure I didn't do it wrong. I said, so I so I can never say I'm better than my mom. I can say that she let me stand on her shoulder and peep. Right. And so I'm trying to let you all stand on my shoulder and peep, and you can see a little bit more. Right. So it's kind of a fun question. When you got your first big fight, big paycheck, what did you do? What was the first thing you went out and bought? I bought my mom a house. Bought you know, her house. Yeah, yeah. That when I was a kid, I remember I said, Mom, when I become grown, you ain't going to have to worry about me nothing and I was able to do that and so um, now that my mom passed you know I, but I was able to do that that's awesome well thank you for your time appreciate you taking a few minutes with us thank you Vander Holyfield guys uh, what a great gift to his mom and even in the post interview chat guys he stuck around for what 20-30 minutes with us and kept yeah. bringing up his mom obviously she had the biggest influence in his life she did it was it was funny to listen to him talk about her he's this big guy you know boxer who can knock probably anybody out and he yeah. talked about his mom you know slapping him upside the head and he was, <laughs> she was the only one that he was afraid of and and it wasn't I don't think it was fear. It was actually this respect and love for her and, and what she did and, and him talking about her letting him stand on 
her shoulders, you know, and, yeah. and, and become better. I thought that was just a great message. Well, and he mentioned many times that he was the youngest of nine, right. and he felt like it was one of his responsibilities to take care of his mom. And so he promised her, he said, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to, you know, really make something out of my life. And he came through with that. And he, and you can tell when he was talking about that, that that meant a ton to him, that he was so happy that he was able to help his mom out that had sacrificed so much for him and, and made things possible for him. Yeah. And I love that he's carrying that forward, guys. He's raising a new generation of athletes. And I think that just kind of points to the value of the experience that we have as baby boomers, as even Gen Xers today with our own kids, our grandkids, and teaching them the lessons. So as Evander said there, so that they can actually learn from our mistakes. You know, it's fun. I think one of the funnest parts of of our job is to be able to create a plan and things that allows people to do the things that they want to do. And then they'll come in and they talk to us about the, the things that they do. And many of them are doing fantastic things. Some of it's just within their family, which is awesome. They're teaching their grandchildren. They're spending the time. They're, they're helping them learn from the, the mistakes they made and, and, and guiding them as um, kind of mentors. And others are doing it in the communities and in their professions, going back and, and giving. And, and they're able to do that because they've got – you know, the basics taken care of. And, and that's really fulfilling for Matt and I to be able to see that in our clients and be able to provide them that that expertise and that experience from our end to be able to say, hey, here's the things that, that we know in 18 years, almost 19 years of doing this business now that you need to look out for so that then, you know, when those things are taken care of, now you can go and do the things that you've dreamt about doing your golden years. Clearly, you guys are having an impact in your clients' lives. We can all have an impact in others' lives. And that's the thing. You never know who you're going to influence. And we also had a recent chance to catch up with another great boxing legend, guys, Sugar Ray Leonard, who talked about one of his biggest influences with Matt. So Matt Deaton with Success in the New Retirement. We talk to people about financial stuff every week on our podcast. So what would be your advice for someone that's coming into some money, uh, some of the things, the lessons that you have learned? Well, you know, Muhammad Ali told me many years ago, many, many years ago, he said, Ray, sign your own checks. And really, he said, don't buy it because you want it. Buy it because you need it. He's given me so much advice, some advice that he hasn't he didn't heed himself. But I miss him so, so much because he, along with my uh, partner, Mike Trainer, who passed away many, many years ago, were guys who kind of told me how to stay on the right track. So we try to have our clients, you know, achieve their dreams. So what's something that's still on your bucket list or something that you would like to still accomplish? Tell my story in the theaters, in the movies. Uh, but I'd rather have it by episodes. I don't want just a, just a movie. I want it to be in episodes. Like Netflix. Like a docu-series? Like a doc- something like that, yes. Yeah. Would that be something you would be participating in or like have an actor that's portraying your life? Oh, I'll be very much involved without question, yes. Well, that's exciting. It's good to see you're still active with those things. Thank you very much. Well, the thing I liked that he said is he said one of the advice that he had received was sign your own checks. Yeah, from Muhammad Ali of all people, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I, I couldn't help but think when he told me that, I was like, yeah, I remember in Rocky Five, you know, he didn't pay attention and his accountant stole all their money and then they were back to in Philadelphia. And I was thinking that all the whole time he was talking about. So, but it is true. Sometimes we, some of these things related to finance, 
it's just kind of daunting. It's something that's overwhelming. And so we just kind of put it off or we just want to just turn it over to somebody else. Yeah. We just set it and forget it within our 401k. We have HR pick our investment options and we make no other decisions regarding that. And that's the wrong approach. And the bottom line with it is that we've got to face that. We have to say, okay, I can at least understand enough about this to make better decisions and make sure I have trusted advisors in my life and find and take those steps to figure that out and make sure that your plan is working for you, that you're not just turning it over to someone randomly that could be doing the right thing. They may be taking too much risk. They may be charging too much in fees, but you got to be aware. And I think that's important because too often we see people come into our office and they're spending so much money in fees and they're not getting the performance that they would expect. And it's all because their plan has been, you know, neglected. They haven't mm-hmm. paid attention to it. They haven't been, you know, observant of what's going on. And they've just tried to trust someone and instead of getting involved with it. And uh, one of the other big takeaways, too, from Sugar Ray, actually, you guys managed to sneak in a follow-up question to him. Uh, one of the favorite things that you like to ask our celebrity guests here on the podcast, guys, is what'd you do with that first big paycheck? And you might be surprised, as Damon and Matt were, about Sugar Ray's response to that. I think it was a Big Mac and French fries. <laughs> so your expression was cool. <laughs> was priceless. <laughs> so he shocked even you guys with his frugality here. <laughs> <laughs> right. A Big Mac and French fries. You know, but whatever. I guess he had to maintain his weight. You know, he right? cut weight probably for the fight. So let's <laughs> let's get after it. Or else he's, you know, used to not having a lot. You know, I remember as a kid, uh, I came from a big family, eight kids, and, and it was a treat to go to McDonald's, you know, uh-huh. and to get a, you know, we had to get this, the, the hamburger, you know. So if I got to get a Big Mac at that point in my life, I probably would have felt the same way. Yeah. You know, and we have clients sometimes that uh, that are like that, that have, you know, been teachers or firefighters or people who work so hard and they save and they live below their means and they don't have a lot of extra. You know, um, and yet then they get to retirement and and it's a lot of fun to see them and, and to encourage them to say, hey, you've got a plan. You've got this thing. You can go out and do some of the stuff you want to do, too. Right. Go yeah. out and buy your Big Mac and French fries, whatever that <laughs> is. It might be getting your nails done. I think, you know, if you ever listen to our radio show, Matt's talked about it, his client that did that or. You yeah, know, some... she was she was a millionaire. Wow. She, every time she would come in for annual review, it was always like what her budget was and how she's been saving money. And, I, and one time it just made her add up all of her accounts, <laughs> show that she was a millionaire. And I told her she needed to go out and splurge. Do and, something with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she comes back in a week later and she had painted her nails red. And she had gone a a manicure or a pedicure. And so, you know, that was the big splurge to go spend $40 on on that someone pampering her that way. And so it's baby steps. Some people, because they've been savers for so long, that's a hard habit to break. On the other side, there's people that are spenders. and, And so it's a hard habit to break that and focus on where they need to go. But regardless, both people are working off a plan. If you have a plan and you know how much you need to be saving, it's a lot easier to say no and to actually focus towards that future goal. Because like we've talked about in past podcasts, your current self has to make sacrifices to accomplish and be the future self. So if you want your retirement to look some way, and this is what it looks like, you have to make the sacrifices that it requires to get that point. But then on the flip side, once you get to that point, and you said, man, I wanted to be at this place where I can travel and things. We do run into a lot of clients where it's hard for them to switch from being a saver to a spender. Right. Yeah. And part of that's that they don't have a plan or they want to make sure that they don't spend too much because they never want to put themselves where they're running out of money. And so 
that's where putting a comprehensive plan together, helping them figure that out, they can then see, oh, I can go and spend this and it doesn't jeopardize my future paycheck or my future ability to put bread on the table and pay the light bill. And so both of those are important Mm -hmm. and it requires some planning to be able to get your head wrapped around that and know what you can do or what you should be doing. Yeah, and and with those people, you know, a lot of times that they can see that they have enough money, but they're in this habit of of just saving and saving. And and that's where, you know, the expertise and where we can come in and say, look, you know, by putting these dollars here, we can maximize and be really efficient with your income and get more out of these dollars than if we do it over here. And, And by educating and helping them see how that all works and how it's still accomplish their goals of, of keeping the dollars and the principal in place. Now they're yeah, able because, to then... Because it's all about the efficiency. Because I was, yep. I was meeting with a client just two days ago, and he had saved really well, but they also spent a lot. Okay, yeah. And so the way that his plan was kind of set up is that he was basically going to need to leave his entire nest egg just growing and producing income for them to be able to you know have enough year over year. Hmm. And so as a result, they didn't have much extra to do like the splurge items to go buy a cabin or to do a big vacation. It was, hey, we've got a lot of money. We had more than a million dollars, but every year it needs to produce forty, fifty thousand dollars So we've got to leave it there to grow. Well, when we put together their plan, we restructured it and we allocated strategies that are going to design for producing income and do it more efficiently. What ended up happening is we were able to free up that he has now Four to five hundred thousand dollars that he knows that him and his wife can spend however they want. Oh, okay, nice. Because right. they've got the income covered, they've yeah. got the future income covered, and so now they have four or five hundred thousand, and they get to say, "How do we want to spend this? What do we want to buy the cabin? Do we want to travel a bunch?" But now they're spending money that's kind of the excess funds that weren't needed in their plan to just produce that basic income that they want for the rest of their life. And so now they've, they're freed up. They're no longer paralyzed in what they could spend. They know exactly what the budget is. Now they just have to decide what they're going to do with it. What's your Big Mac and fries? We'd love to hear your list for us here on Success in the New Retirement. If you'd like to share that with us this week, search us out on Facebook. Just do a search there for Acute Wealth Advisors and let us know about your Big Mac and fries moments. What do you want to splurge on in retirement? And if you're ready to get started on a plan too, you can always visit us online at successinthenewretirement.com and join us here again next time for more lessons right here from Damon and Matt. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.